Welcome to Swimming Upstream, the 10-minute podcast about Catholicism, technology, culture, baseball, whatever else might come up. I'm your host, Eric Sammons. The subject for today is going to be, is it okay to be upset with the church? As all of us Catholics know, there's a lot of things going on in the church today that are, frankly, upsetting. Uh, obviously, Pope Francis has done a lot of things, said a lot of things that are, is upsetting to those of us who are Orthodox Catholics who believe what the Church teaches, believe its moral teachings, believe that's what's best for people. You know, in day-to-day we see bishops who aren't um, really living up to their calling, priests who don't do that, parishes. I wrote about this recently about how parishes, for Catholic Answers, how parishes aren't that uh, great at times, and sometimes they're terrible for evangelization because we bring somebody who's not Catholic to them and, and the parish doesn't really even preach the Catholic faith or live it. And I just saw recently the Los Angeles um, Religious Education Conference just ended, which is a disaster every year and is less Catholic every year. And so these things can make us get very upset. I don't know about you, but when I read about them or see them or experience them, I can get upset, especially because of the fact that it can uh, impact souls. But what you see happen is a lot of times Catholic commentators, I see this on Catholic blogs a lot, where they tell us, oh, we just need to relax. It's not that big a deal. And it, you know, they, they, they want to discuss it like it's an ivory tower discussion, that these problems that are going on in the church aren't really that big deal. More than, They're more just an academic situation. They're not really going to impact souls. And I think that's a mistake, that the truth is these things that people do when, when the Pope isn't a good witness to Christ, when bishops aren't, when priests aren't, even when we aren't, it really is a big deal. I saw this in my own experience as the director of evangelization for a number of years in a diocese down in Florida. I would see the direct impact that scandal would have. So, for example, when Pope Francis would say something like, who am I to judge? I literally had a mother of a gay son show up in my office not that long afterwards and say it was fine for her son to live the homosexual lifestyle. Why? Because Pope Francis said it was okay. Because he said, who am I to judge? And so you see the direct relationship between what uh, Catholic leaders might say and do and how it impacts souls, how souls can be lost because of this. And so I really do think there is a need for urgency. But I know we have, you know, a lot of people say you have to calm down. You can't get too excited about this. You have to moderate your tone. Because if you get too upset about these things, then what will happen is that people will be turned off by it. And so if you say things like this papacy is a disaster, which is what Philip Lawler, the author Philip Lawler, recently said in his, um, in his book Lost Shepherd, then you're automatically tuned out that you're, you're, you're unhinged, or maybe you're this radical traditionalist or something like that. And so people will stop to listen to you. And now there is a danger of that happening. I mean, I see it. I get frustrated. Um, I don't really consider myself a traditionalist. I'm, in fact, I'm not a traditionalist, but I'm very friendly with traditional Catholic um, beliefs and practices. And I think the traditionalists have been right about a large number of things over the past you know, 30, 40 years. Uh, but I have also seen that you can go too far down that path and you can get unhinged, where you basically spend most of your time looking for problems. You're trying to see what's wrong. Like, for example, last week when this letter from Pope Benedict came out that 
at first it said, oh, he totally supports the, the Pope Francis and it's a continuity between the two. Then it came out that he wasn't quite saying that. They hid some of the stuff. Then it finally came out that he was actually upset about the fact that they had this author. I, I, yeah, they had some reviewer who was anti-Catholic. Pope Benedict was upset about that, that they had a reviewer of Pope Francis' book who was actually an anti-papal um, person. And so... What I saw was traditionalists want to jump on that real quick and say, oh, look, Pope Benedict's not on our side either. Something's wrong with him, too. He, he's, he's on the other side as well. And, you know, basically he's evil, too. And I felt like they were looking for something wrong with Pope Benedict. Now, I'm not saying Pope Benedict is perfect. He was the perfect pope. And I loved him as a pope. I loved him as a theologian. I'm not saying he's perfect. But at the same time, why do we go looking for these things? Why do we go looking to see that something's wrong? That's when I think it becomes kind of unhinged. It's no longer a case of just finding out about something wrong and being upset about it. Now it's a case of looking for things that are wrong and even creating things that are wrong. So like I said, there is that danger that we can become unhinged. But at the same time, I think just as bad is this idea of it's not that big a deal. Don't get that upset about it. it you know, just relax people. It, it, it's, it's okay. The church has always existed. Our Lord has said that it's going to always exist, and it, it can't be uh, overtaken by the gates of hell. So don't get so upset about it. The problem is, of course, that our Lord has promised that the church would not fail. By that mean the Catholic Church, the universal church. He never promised that individual churches would always succeed and always exist. Look at England. I mean, we lost England, the Catholic Church lost England back in the 16th century over a, a divorce issue, a divorce and remarriage issue more, more accurately. And so our Lord's promises weren't not true just because of what happened in England. They're still true. So the same thing could happen in our time today. We could have a case where massive number. well, we do have a case where massive numbers of people have left the church. But it could even get worse. And so let's not try to pretend it's not that big a deal or that our Lord's promises will protect us always having a billion members of the church. Our Lord's promise would still be true if there was a catacomb church of 30 people. I mean, let's be honest, that's how the church started, and it was true then. It could still, if, if the church went back to that, it would still be true. So what we need to do, I think, is we need to find a balance between, yes, when bad things happen in church, we can rightly be upset about it, and we can rightly want to take action about it. Yet at the same time, we shouldn't be trying to find everything wrong with the church and refusing to look at the good in the church. So for example, we're, we're entering in soon into Holy Week and the liturgies of the, of the Easter Vigil, you know, Good Friday, the, the Holy Triduum. Those are beautiful ways in which grace is poured out, in which we get a glimpse of the passion of our Lord, and we can enter into that passion. Well, this is a beautiful thing. We can't forget what a big deal that is, that we're able to be there and be at, good, at Calvary when our Lord died for us. The fact that that is a possibility for us, we should remember those things too, not just remember the fact that, oh, yeah, the Pope's not doing a great job, or this bishop or that bishop aren't doing a great job. They're covering up this abuse crisis. There's a lot of good things happening in church as well as bad things. So, like I said, we need to find balance. Now, here's the thing, though. When, I think the reason we get so upset is when something happens in the church, let's say Pope Francis does something yet again that causes a scandal and causes potentially people to be lost to the faith. What's our reaction? What can we do about it? That's where I think the frustration comes, because we're just regular Catholics. There's nothing special about us. What can we really do that can make a difference in the church, 
Well, I would say the number one thing we can do is simply we have to fast and pray. Here's where I think making it a big deal in our heads is good if we have the right reaction. If we make a big, a big deal in our heads and the big deal is just to get upset about it and complain on Facebook or Twitter or wherever, that's not good. But if it means, oh, we're going to take this seriously, we're going to really fast for the Pope, we're going to pray for him, we're going to fast for our leaders, we're going to pray for them, and we take that seriously, well, then I think that's a good reaction. And also, I think another good reaction is we have a circle of influence. You know, this has been what I've been uh, talking about for a long time in evangelization is that each person has a circle of influence in which they can impact other people. Use that to impact other people. Talk to your friends, talk to your family, to your neighbors about the Catholic faith. Explain to them maybe what is going on in the church and why what the media says or even Pope Francis says might not be correct. And, and feel free to do that in your circle of influence. You don't have to uh, feel like you have to make a difference in the whole world. Just make a difference in your world. I think if we do that, if we take these things seriously, um, and our reaction, though, is serious in what we can do in praying and fasting and using it for our circle of influence, then I think that can be a good thing. I think it can be okay, then, to be upset with the church. But again, if we're just upset because now—and now we're just going to start complaining about it everywhere we go, especially on social media, I don't really see how that helps anything. So— that's basically what I want to talk about today was, yes, it is okay to be upset with the church. We need to do it in balance, and we need to have the proper response to it. So like I said, this is um, podcast number 50. I'm going to upload this to my website pretty soon. It'll be on iTunes, and so tell people about it. If you like the podcast, uh, please rate and review it on iTunes. Also, if you like the Facebook Live, let me know about it, um, and you know maybe I'll keep doing these uh, even past episode 50. Well, until next time, keep swimming against the stream.